<laughs> um, I, I was listening back to a bunch of episodes and I, <laughs> every time you go, hello, and I go, hey, Matt. And so I was like Aww. very uncomfortable and I wasn't really sure, um, I wasn't sure how to do that. So oh, what happened you, was. Because I called you. No, because I was like, I need to change up my cycle of answering the exact same way every time. Oh. Um, hmm. So my, my choice was just, I guess I was deciding not to say anything. <laughs> you just cleared your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think everyone is all the less comfortable for it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our mission here. <laughs> we really want to push you out of your comfort zone. Get out of your, your white patriarchal mentality <laughs> your heteronormative lifestyle yes walk into the world that we live in <laughs> uh, well hi Anne. hey matt <laughs> <laughs> how are you <laughs> i'm good um i it's a lovely day in north carolina um oh. and as my friends and i were discussing it's beautiful out and then you also get that like tinge of global warming <laughs> You gotta love the tinge of global warming. We're in a sweet spot, really, with the world heating up. <laughs> it's very hard, because you're like, I want to love it because it's so nice outside, but also I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I just saw that uh, there's this California dam, like, emergency flood relief thing that was full for the first time, or that started running for the first time since it was built in the 60s. I, I want that to be good, right? Although I'm very well, skeptical. Well, it's nice that, like, that's good for the drought, but then it's like, oh, no, it's probably just because, like, the ice caps are melting. Right, right, right. Let's not forget that. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let's not pretend that my one Branson environmental science class when I was 13 <laughs> made me an expert. <laughs> Why not? Why don't we just pretend? <laughs> Many people go through life that way, so I think that, you that's know, true. Maybe we should. That's true. So many people just so confidently speak on things that they shouldn't confidently speak on. <gasps> Did you see um, Carly Kloss's flub the other day? Um, this is embarrassing, but who's Carly Kloss? Okay, so she is um, this model who Taylor Swift definitely is experimenting with. Um, if Wait, like not- sexual- sexually experimenting? Yeah, yeah. If you're Taylor not... Swift is experimenting with a female. Oh, absolutely. I, I gotta say, I didn't see that coming, but go on. So, so yeah, it's, like, definitely, definitely Hollywood, like, rumor things. Like, people who know people are like, oh, yeah, Taylor Swift is all over Carly all the time. And it's like, of course, who doesn't sexually experiment? You're just pretending if you don't. But, anyways, um, she's just... We can just come a, back to that later. <laughs> she's just, like, this model who is Taylor Swift's best friend, and, um, and they did, like, a cover story together or something, like, a Vogue, like, fancy magazine, like, we're best friends, and, like, Carly has a bedroom in my house. Um, that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Just really close friend stuff, like, best friend stuff. Um, so, anyways, she just posted, she did, like, some some handwritten you know those interviews for magazines where you fill out like a little questionnaire of like who's your favorite whatever and so they were like who's your like celebrity icon and she was like Beyonce duh and then was filling out like like what what are your favorite songs like I mean all of them but definitely my favorite is Waterfalls come on and 
everyone was like, that was TLC. Like, yikes. It's not, <laughs> not Beyonce. Um, I don't even know where the story started, but I'm glad it ended there. Oh, Waterfalls. <laughs> is that because of what, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, wait, I don't, why did I tell this story? I don't know. Huh. I guess I'll find out when I listen back. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a mystery for another day. Cereal. Yeah. Oh, no, it was people ta- talking about, people oh, who oh, have no experts. idea what they're talking about, right. just confidently being like, I love Beyonce. She's my absolute favorite. I love Waterfalls. Yeah. But, like, which one, like, Beyonce, if you're the world's biggest Beyonce fan, like, which one in that song did you think was Beyonce? Like, <laughs> or like, I seen a rainbow, yes, it, like, who thought? Anyway. I would assume that she probably um, is not the world's biggest Beyonce fan, just yes. based on what you told me about the story. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so that's just like, and people I'm just, just really confidently going for it and yeah, missing the mark by a mile. I'm just a burgeoning social scientist, but I I might venture to guess that she does not know much about Beyonce. Yeah, it's possible. Mm. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Thanks again for being here with us, Maddie. (laughs) We we like to cover all the hard-hitting stuff on Love is a Softball (laughs) Field. And that's about all we got for gossip in Hollywood, so. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know why TLC didn't hire me. Hmm. Well, I think oh. I feel I feel happy that TLC has you here. I I to... meant I meant to say T- <laughs> TMZ. Oh, and I said TLC. You don't sound like you're much of an expert on Hollywood gossip either. <laughs> here I am shitting on Carly Claus, and meanwhile, oh, we're all idiots. Everyone's a moron. Good. Should we move on? Yeah, please. Okay, great. D- <laughs> drag me out of here. Ah, <laughs> uh, or I can move on, and then you could continue. Just, like, callbacks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what do you got for us today? What I, well, in my notebook, I have written down Maddie21217. Hmm. Which is your name and today's date, for anyone who isn't following along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, awesome. Sounds like a good starting place. Yeah, it's good. No, yeah. So, if we run out of things from this list, I think we just go back to TLC. <laughs> um, okay, well, I... I had um, a story that I keep meaning to tell you that I keep forgetting to tell you. It's from a few okay. weeks ago. Um, I'll add that to the agenda. So we were too um, busy packing the Women's March to um, to actually get to this story, but this was something that happened when I was in San Francisco um, for the Women's March slash Bridesmaid Dress Shopping. We went out. I was with my sister and her friends, and we went out to this concert in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And we were – there was, like – we asked this random, there's like a girl, there's a couple standing next to us in the audience and the girl was really friendly and she was like chatting up my sister and she was like, oh my god, like you just got engaged, I just got engaged and they were like, oh, and like just befriended each other in the crowd and so then my sister was, I wasn't really paying attention but she was talking to this couple kind of and then, and then the guy, it was like this just like big buff white dude, like you know, mid-twenties guy and he was kind of drunk, I think. And he just starts talking and he was like, oh, yeah, like, my little brother just came out and, like, I'm totally cool with it. Like, it's totally awesome. But, like, I really want to ask him, like, if he gives it or takes it. And she says that I shouldn't, I shouldn't ask him that. What do you guys think? And we're all just <laughs> like, what? 
like the, like minutes into meeting this person and um and then of course my sister's like well my sister over here just came out so like <laughs> so maybe like you should ask her what she thinks and I was just like no like no, you fucking idiot. You should not ask him if he gives it or takes it. Like, I just, <laughs> I just, like, stared at him, and I was like, no, you definitely shouldn't ask him that. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> like, oh, why? Like, I'm, no, I'm totally cool with it. Like, I think it's really cool. Like, I just want to know. Like, why can't I just ask him? And I was just like, Ugh. and I just, like, shook my head and turned around and, like, didn't get <clears> into I love, it. What I love the most, oh, is, wait, is the story keep going? No, yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Um, I love about that is, like, his... Like, it's just, like, the language itself, like, gives it or takes it. Like, mm-hmm. like even if that was somehow a question that you should be asking someone right away, like, <laughs> what a terrible way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> just You're just such a disgusting person that that's how you have to phrase it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think, hmm. I think that, so, so I've been thinking about this story a lot because it was just, like, it was, it was just so weird. Like, after... I was so confused that he asked us that. And, like, we were all talking about it afterwards. We are like, why did that dude say that? Like, why was he telling that to us? That was so... And, like, of course my answer was, no, you shouldn't ask him that. But I had to really think about why. Um, and it kind of it kind of took a while for, for my... It took a mile. took a while for my brain to catch up with it. But, like, what... I, I mean, clearly... My thoughts in it are that clearly this is something that is on this guy's mind, you know? Like... I right. think that it just happened and it and it was like a big shock to him and it's something that he clearly wants to talk about. I think that probably we don't talk a lot about gay men on this show um, because we aren't them and don't want to speak for them. But and we have um, literally nothing in common. <laughs> um. So, so yeah. I'm, but I do think that it's really hard for straight guys to talk about. It's just so not talked about and it's so, you know, it's just so burned into your brain as a dude that, like, you don't want to be associated with gay sex and, like, everything is like, oh, my God, we just hugged no homo. Like, it's just such a, there's such a culture of, like, not talking about it or thinking about it, but it's, like, natural that you're going to want to think about it. You're like, oh, my brother's having sex with someone and clearly he's, like, expressing it in these inappropriate ways like talking about it to strangers and stuff because it's like something that's really on his mind right um but then also like my thoughts on it are first of all first of all just think about you know would you do the same for a straight person like the first thing like that someone tells you uh like like if you're if you were talking to like a middle schooler like if your brother were in his first relationship in middle school and he just told you you wouldn't be like tell me about your sex life immediately or maybe you would maybe that's what this dude would say to all his guy friends so he's just trying to like treat it equally maybe but like my thoughts on that are that like it's just being being gay and being straight are just not the same it's just different like coming out is not the same as telling someone you have a girlfriend as a guy like it's just not the same it's way more sensitive. It's way more scary. It, you know, yeah. causes... Well, there's just so much more that goes to it that it's really insensitive to start drilling people about, like, their sex life when they might not be ready. Like... Yeah. 
Although I'll say it, it sounds like like it sounds like he probably has a good relationship with his brother. Like it sounds like he, you know, in in other ways is is very supportive and positive. I would guess. I mean, I think we right. can all learn how to how to approach some things different. I don't know. Have you ever been asked? I remember one of the very first people I told was like, "I want to ask you questions about sex," and I was like, "Hmm." Yeah. Hmm. Maybe not. <laughs> right. Um. But. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you can also, you could just maybe approach that differently, I would say, if you were someone's brother. Like, because you do, I don't right. know, I don't talk about that kind of thing with my siblings, but right. people do tend to do that um, in other relationships. I don't talk about my sex life with my siblings. No, I don't either. But, like, I know people who do. Right. Yeah, there are people who do. That's true. But I, yeah, I definitely just feel like, if they did have that kind of relationship, then they probably would have already talked about it or it would have already been offered. And, like, I don't think that it's... Com- I think you're right. Like, I don't think it's coming from a, ma- a malicious standpoint. Like, this guy probably loves his brother and is trying to support his brother. But, like, for any straight people yeah. out there wondering, like, my instinct would be, no, don't fucking ask him that. Don't ask him if he gives it or takes it. Like, Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, <laughs> overall, I'd say I think we can all agree he went about it in phrasing it and approaching it in a the completely wrong way. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, don't, you know. I don't know. I just that that like whole incident has just been really like I I keep thinking about it. I keep wondering cuz I know like my instinct is what the fuck is wrong with this guy, but I'm having trouble articulating why. So I just yeah. was wondering if you had any any thoughts to weigh in. Um there. I just think that the language is like really unfortunate or like the assumption that like instead of asking you should am I allowed to ask him about his sex life he said right I want to know whether I can ask whether he like I don't know it seems like there was almost like another engendered language inside of what he said like he might as well have been saying like is he a man or is he like I don't want to say that I don't say pussy very casually so I'm not I'm (laughs) um yeah so like it sounded like that was it was more loaded Um, right yeah, yeah so I, I guess the, the aggression is definitely one element, and then you're right, it is very gendered to assume that gay guys have sex in one particular way, or that having sex as a gay person is basically just trying your best to emulate straight sex with your gay well, body parts. Exactly. Plus, you if you, from a, you know, gender, um, from a feminist standpoint there, uh, the idea of giving or taking is, like, so dominant receptive like that's Mm -hmm. that's also not great for women or men if you're talking about someone who like has the power to give versus someone who just receives um right oh that was beautiful i love you you know i uh i do a lot of bizarre critical research so it's it's hard hitting it is uh hitting the (laughs) shelves hard (laughs) you've been doing a lot of hard hitting yeah sorry i just hitting hard hitting hard hitting my head against the wall because i have no (laughs) idea what i'm doing um yeah but i i i uh i i share your concerns so i i don't know because i've had this kind of conversation with people before where i think um i people ask me questions and i feel really comfortable answering and normally people ask them in a way where it's like endearing and they kind of want to know more and i've never been offended by that i've always thought of that as like a nice, um, not nice, but, like, the, especially in the way people ask it, I always assume that it's coming out of a place of, like, I don't know anyone else to ask. Let me ask right. you. And then I brought that up at a um, a meeting that I went to a while ago when I was an undergrad 
like a gay women's meeting and it was like no like you did not get to ask me stuff yeah um so and it is it is a burden that um anyone who's not a dominant ideology bears is the burden yeah. to explain explain yeah. away and represent their entire demographic um, exactly yeah which is frustrating for a lot of people especially and i uh, especially if your intersectional identities like confl- you know if 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 you are a racial minority like you're tired of having to explain explain a huge group of po- the population yeah and like trying to own that as your own identity i don't know so I, I can understand why people would be frustrated i however live in the camp of as long as you're not being a dick i'm happy to right. have any conversation you want to have about um right my life yeah i feel like for me i definitely am in that camp to a degree too like i'm i'm just a very open person i i usually tend to just dive right in if so, if i'm having a conversation like an earnest conversation with somebody right. Um, Mm -hmm. but then, yeah, I guess at the same time, like, just the rules of, like, being a normal fucking human being apply, like, you don't, you don't just ask, like, your teachers or, like, your friend's parents details about their sex life, you know, that's not appropriate, you don't ask, like, your classmates who you're working on a school project with, you don't be like, so, like, what, what positions do you, like, you don't ask people about details unless you're friends with them or, like, unless you're having a conversation that appropriately leads there. So. Right. Although I will say, like, to the 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 sex heterosexual sex education is more ubiquitous. So, like, even though you don't ask your parents about it, you're learning about it in a very neutral setting. So, like, you yeah. you're getting the information. Yeah, um, that's true. But I agree with what you're saying. I mean, obviously, if it's someone who I would talk about my a heterosexual sex life with, then yeah. I would probably talk to them about uh, my homosexual sex life. Yeah. Um, but so those are personal relationships. It's not like it's not like I I am o or I owe people an explanation, right? Right. Just like I don't owe people details of anything else in my life. It's totally. it's about give and take. So well, I didn't mean to say that, but I would love for some of our gay listeners to weigh in if they want. Just shoot us a text or message, being like, "Yeah, I, I totally agreed with you got with what you guys were saying. Like that would offend me if someone were to." Ask me that. Yeah, or... and then let us know what position you prefer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, do you find it offensive when people ask intimate details? And um, what's your and most embarrassing sex story? <laughs> because we'd like to read them out loud. And also, can you include your name? <laughs> include your name, social security number. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I was joking. <laughs> Oh man, my dog. But just I would, farted. I would definitely like to know how people have have had to own the kind of the burden of um, identity carrying. Yeah. I guess. Anyway, yeah. people have I, not our our inbox is is very very empty right now. So right on <laughs> in to love is a softball field at gmail dot com. You know what? I do have to say that we got to give a few shout outs. I got We've had some extremely nice messages that. We've gotten Wait, are you going to su- do shout-outs by name, or are you going to just, like, maybe allude to the identity? No, I want to say a few names. I got to thank my girl Liv, who um, is out there every Monday morning. She's, like, the most disciplined person, and she she goes for walks or runs all the time. So she likes to listen. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> so she likes to listen on her Monday morning walk, like, right when, right when we've posted our new episode. Oh, great. Um, Hi, Liv. I love you. You um, keep walking. Keep keep walking away. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I'm going to be with her tomorrow. We're going to go get matcha. 
Um, oh, nice. Maybe you can recall some of your more embarrassing moments from this recording. <laughs> Together. Um, I've been very fixated on matcha because um, my friend just started working at this matcha place and she posts about it all the time. And so then she she had like there was a there was a show that she hosted there, like a little acoustic show at her new um, at her new coffee shop where she works or matcha shop. And um, so I went and it was like late at night and I kind of forgot that matcha was caffeinated. So I had like two, (laughs) (laughs) I had like a matcha milkshake and a matcha latte and a matcha beignet. And I was like so high on caffeine. Like I've never, caffeine has never made me feel this way before, but I felt so good. Yeah, but how often, how often do you have like four shots of espresso and a coffee well never yeah yeah but like for me I drink tea every morning like black tea but the caffeine like it doesn't like really affect me it kind of me I notice if I don't drink tea in the morning that I'll get tired like a little bit later in the day like I'll start to feel a slump more in the afternoon but like Mm -hmm. for the most part it's pretty neutral and then when I'm when I when I wake up super early, like when I when I teach on weekends or something, and I know that it's gonna be a long day, I'll go get like an actual latte from Starbucks. So that's like the most coffee I drink. Right. Um, but like that makes me. I definitely it's enough caffeine that it like keeps me going throughout the day. But it doesn't make me feel good. Like it's not like ooh yeah like nice little caffeine buzz. I like this. It's more like oh that went straight through me. Like now I'm gonna spend an hour on the toilet, but also I am caffeinated now. Um, <laughs> is that another thing we're going to want to cut? God, it's fucking my life. I don't know that we need to cut that. I just didn't, I didn't know how to respond personally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, feel like, I, I feel like it would have helped you if I giggled a little bit and then it I, really would have. I, would have I sat it so out. <laughs> okay, well, this is not, not my best put forward this episode. I hope for those of you who this is your first episode listening, maybe check out like episodes one through four where I really make a right. great impression. Well, we should um, say like what's happening is um, normally we record at like 10 p.m. my time and I had mm-hmm. some qualms about how, how <laughs> fatigued I sound. So yeah. well, Maddie I told did you, me the I favor. I at night. I know, I know. Maddie did me the favor of doing a 1 p.m. Pacific time recording mm-hmm. and I am very appreciative and feeling a lot better and more like myself. So we'll right, have to well, trade off between who gets to feel like, you know... <laughs> normal well i'm really happy for you thank you i feel good um anyways my point is that caffeine doesn't usually make me feel good it just like helps me stay awake longer but um this matcha like my heart was pounding and i felt like really positive and i felt the same way when i was doing my allergy testing they would like give me foods that I was allergic to and then I'd be like oh yeah my throat itches and then they'd be like oh okay and they would just inject me with like a small amount of epinephrine like not the same amount as an EpiPen but just like a little epinephrine shot and it's just straight adrenaline so you would like get it and then you'd be like oh like yeah cool and you just feel really good like you'd just be like oh fuck yeah like let's do this let's go yeah. just like this really good feeling and um I felt that way when I drank a bunch of matcha and I just felt so good and I was like this show is awesome like everyone is so good and I was like talking to everyone and like really enthusiastic 
Uh-huh. Um, and then I stayed up until like 5 a.m. that night. Like I couldn't fall asleep. I was just like smiling wow. at Shekel's sleeping body. Being like, hi. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. So I haven't had it since. That was a few weeks ago. But I've been thinking about it a lot. And I keep being like, oh, I want to feel that good again. Because I think that matcha is just like a really clean caffeine no. high. Like I think clean. that you also had like four servings of it. So I, I, I wouldn't encourage you to do the exact same thing again. Um, but I hope that you get close. I hope they get a little bit of that. Yeah. So I'm just really looking forward to trying that again. I'm not, I'm not a drugs person. I don't do drugs. So it's kind of fun for me to like tap into a little bit of like substance. Like, yeah. Just, just All right, try so it out a little bit. Who's the next person that you need to shout out to? <laughs> Thank you so much for just shutting me the fuck up. Um, <laughs> it's been a long that, time that was my 10 minute not matcha endorsement <laughs> jesus christ do you have a particular brand that you want to endorse or are you just <laughs> midori matcha in la okay um, great everyone check it out um so who else did i want uh i don't even know oh so amy our amazing our amazing social justice warrior bestie amy um yeah, inspirational teacher. Do, she does some amazing work. She um, got her master's in education at Stanford and then uh, moved to Chicago um, and is doing – she's an amazing teacher. She posts some stuff sometimes about things I talk about in her class and I'm like, oh, fuck, like, why couldn't you have just been my teacher for my whole life? You're a yeah. beautiful <laughs> genius. Um, so Amy was listening to our podcast and then she said – hey, um, I want to know what educators can do for students who um, are possibly in the closet or struggling with coming out or are out and need additional support. Um, what advice do you guys have? Yeah, so I actually, so you, you texted me that and I talked to a friend of mine who I guess I'll give a shout out to even though I don't know that she listens, but um, regardless, <laughs> she um, has definitely been an inspiration in my life and I even if, eventually, Claire, if you do listen to this, you know I love you, um, <laughs> and she's an amazing, um, well, she's still young, so, like, she, I can't, like, list off Amy's accomplishments, but I sense an enormous amount of potential to do amazing things in the world, so a lot of her work is about, um, You're not gonna endorse her like I endorsed Amy? <laughs> uh, well, I can't encourage anyone to go take her class just yet, but she's bound for great things, um, and so she does psychology and education, um, but always mixing in, like, a queer theory bent and is, um, and not just in the sense that, like, I care about gay people, um, if, if something, if an event is labeled as, like, for women, um, she's in, like, an amazingly accomplished women's, um, organization on campus that's, like, really hard to get into, it's really selective, and they hosted an event that was about women in business, and she was like, why the fuck does it have to be women in business when people might not identify in this way like you know she's very mm. she's so attentive to issues that aren't even part of her own identity and I really respect right. that um, really cool. so I asked her about some of this um, because she did a project on transgendered education or like what it's like oh, cool. to be transgendered in school mm-hmm. um, and I think she, what she said was there's some easy things like don't do don't well, actually I don't remember exactly what she said but I translated what she said into other things that I was thinking um but to make sure that you are not re, like, you're not pushing forward things that are like, oh, girls versus boys. Like, don't separate by gender. Um, right. In that's class. Like, that's, that's an easy solution. Like, 
And also, yeah. don't start that for the rest of society because now all we have is like this war between, um, or like the distinction between men and men and women somehow. Right. So totally. That's my first thought that I that I wanted to push. That's really cool. And being an ally, so like if someone, I mean, I guess this is more of a tra- transgender type of thing. Um, but like, don't like if the school is having a debate about bathrooms. Mm-hmm. Be a vocal ally of someone yeah. who might want a gender-neutral bathroom. So I think that being being um, upfront about being an ally is really important. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think that... Uh, I mean, we did have a very... We've talked about this. Like, we had a relatively liberal high school experience and upbringing. But I don't... I think I could have used more vocal allies in my adolescence. I think that would have made too. an impression. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so just encouraging... Also... I mean, I feel like there's just such a stigma about being gay when you're, like, a high schooler, you know, right. before... Oh, my God. Uh, that, that, like, even to just promote the idea of, like, hey, like, you know, we should all join the Gay-Straight Alliance and not have it be, like, a thing that's, like, oh, my God, right. that person's in it. Does that say something about their sexuality and, like, kind of isolate even that alliance, you know? Like, to well, just think, re- right. to really encourage everyone to participate in being an ally. I know? agree. So... I- school-wide education about and I think that that goes for any sort of non-dominant identities like you we should be integrating a social justice-based education in all levels like because I think you're right I think the idea that like you and I maybe wanted to seek information but that would have been extremely isolating and um, somehow flagging us in a way I think that we that's a problem because I think even just, like, in the sense that you, even to learn more about it, you would have to isolate yourself is, like, pretty damaging exactly. to someone. Totally. Who's kind of towing their water, or towing, sorry, towing their foot into, like, what that might mean. So, like, being very, um, being liberal with, like, wanting to address things. I don't know. I think I lived, I grew up in an environment where things that were not, um, either, like, chased or, like, super surface level were not talked about um Mm -hmm. so like I don't even know that I even talked about gay people until I was like 15 or something like I don't know I don't think that we really learned about what that means or even um and that applies I think to to race and as as especially in regard to like current race relations not necessarily like the racial history of the United States but um talking about unpleasant things is actually really important I think and so or um, what, what you might perceive as unpleasant I guess I should say that's actually a really good point that I haven't like thought about very explicit explicitly but it's so true that like just because like resources out there are are out there and available doesn't mean that like someone's gonna go seek them out like when I was going through my coming out process I don't think it even occurred to me to google like resources for coming out you know it's only now that I'm like oh yeah these are all available in here but it's like you know maybe those should be a little more front and center like just integrated into your education or integrated into sex ed or something like that is like you know making it so that you're not isolated by going out of the the way to look at these resources you know for them to just be a part of conversation or curriculum or something like that or like yeah totally like when you're like to include like in the sex ed pamphlet like you know Right, exactly, exactly. There's an easy way. If she was in charge of sex ed, there's an easy way to incorporate um, normalizing the identity. Yeah, um, totally. So, I, I, yeah, I think that in general, like, we don't always know how much we re- perpetuate 
um, stereotypes. So we don't always know that we've said something or um, boys saying words that are inappropriate or like and Mm -hmm. then kind of letting it sorry I don't know why I said that but we were talking about no homo earlier so anyone saying things inappropriately even as a joke like you should maybe acknowledge them and say no like we should talk about this and address it and talk about why it's not really cool to make jokes like that yeah totally that's a good point acknowledging things that come up that you know right step into the discomfort yeah it goes back into our microaggressions conversation see episode five Wow, you've got a good track log over there. I just know episode five is where all the heavy stuff went down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. Um, So I have had some interesting experiences, though, like with my teaching. Um, There's like this one school in L.A. that I was teaching at um, where it was all juniors because it was SAT prep. And like outside of class, there was um, there was like this gay couple like these two guys who were like making out right outside the door like while everyone was standing around waiting for class and they were just totally like being a cute couple like kissing talking kissing talking and like meet they're surrounded by other students who weren't even like blinking an eye like no one even gave a shit at all and then I was like as a teacher you know it's my job to be like hey knock it off but I was also like no fuck yeah like good for you guys like that's that you existing is a revolution like you're out and proud as a young person like that's so great so like I just thought that that was really cool that at least at this one school like nobody gave a fuck whereas like we didn't I never saw dudes making out in high school you know no at all that did not happen and um and then also like I had I'm not gonna how should I say this I don't want to reveal I don't want to reveal this person in any way, but there was, um, a young person who came out to me, um, kind of recently, and, uh, she is young, like, like, middle school age, and so we were talking, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I mean, I think, you know, like, I'm giving my whole spiel, like, it can be really hard, like, to tell, you know, to tell people, to tell your friends, to tell your family, like, you know, here's some, you could take baby steps, steps, like, you know, if there's someone you trust, you could, like, you know, first talk to them, and then she was like, oh, no, like, all my friends know, like, I've had, I've actually had a girlfriend for, like, six months, that's why I'm, like, thinking about, like, telling my mom, and, like, oh, yeah, like, I have a, I have, like, two friends who are bi, like, two friends who are gay, I have one trans friend, and I was just like, what, <laughs> wait, what, like, what high school do you go to, or what middle school do you go to, like, holy shit, that's, it was just so incredible that, like, yeah, I had that experience, too, I, I, I was, like, Oh, I was prepared to, you know, talk to young people about <laughs> how how great it can be when you finally come out, and then they're just like, we've been out for yeah. five years, so. And I was like, nope. <laughs> I'll just join by. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, I'm tormented. That's great that you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm happy for you. I'm so happy for you. But you should think about how hard it is sometimes. <laughs> like, trying to make them cry. Like, yeah, but don't you I know, sometimes so that you can support them. that sounds too yeah yeah. but it's crazy Um, like that's only 10 years younger than me we were in middle school 10 years ago and it's like whoa what a difference yeah well I think also the environment we were in also didn't I don't know that that would have changed I don't I would love to go back and see if that's changed true I've thought about a lot um Tom Ryan if you're listening Maddie and I would love to go back to Branson Mm -hmm. and do an assembly on being gay we'd like to come out officially Um, in front of the whole school yes 
of all those people that we absolutely don't know anymore. <laughs> no, there's probably like one teacher left. Yeah. Aww. I think there's maybe like three that I know. That's sad. Oh. Um, actually, now I'm thinking just one. I don't like change. Yeah. Me neither. I hate change. But unless it's like social yeah. progress change. <laughs> unless it's Obama's platform. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll plaster that shit all over my walls. <laughs> Um, what else do we have? Well, so, those are some, some, we are not educators, but, I don't know, I feel like just normalizing the fact that not everyone shares the, um, heteronormative male-female dichotomy is really important, um, and paying attention to when that occurs, and, like, making sure you're not, um, and for girls, too, I think that's really important, is that, you know, girls experience, and this is not a gay thing, um, but, Young girls experience a lot of um, conceptual self-consciousness, I guess, how how smart they are. Like, they really think that they're not capable of doing great things. So whatever the way you're translating, sci- like, information, if you're talking about a scientist, you know, make him a woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, not Obviously, not in history class. We probably <laughs> leave the genders as they were. Caesar was a woman. But- Look at what your, I would say, like, look at what your neutral baseline is, like, the way that you talk about what you think neutral is, or you think right. is, um, is not loaded either way, and, and think about the way that that actually carries either gendered or heteronormative weight right. to it. Yeah, I think there's probably, I mean, probably Amy is the last person who needs this conversation. She's probably doing a great job. Yeah, I don't know why you asked us, Amy. Get <laughs> out of here. But yeah, I would think, like, making it known that you're an ally in case any students then find the courage to come talk to you. Like, you know, being involved on campus with whatever groups you have. And then, yeah, just, like, normalizing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's kind of that's kind of the gist, the heart yeah. of it is normalizing. And, right. And maybe the thing that wasn't, it seems not harmful, like, jokes are, for people who are in the closet, hearing jokes or use of language in a way that is even in a remotely derogatory can be absolutely crushing. Right, so, totally. Um making it very clear that those that kind of joking is not tolerated you know this actually that just gave me a thought this kind of goes further pat this is more like elementary school but i remember for some reason the lesson that i learned about why you shouldn't say the word gay like why that's like not an okay word is that like they were like some of the kids on the playground like might have two moms or might have two dads like that was the way that it was taught to me was like you might hurt the feelings of like someone on the playground who has two moms or dads and like that Mm -hmm. is just such a terrible for I mean that's just that's not at all the reason why you shouldn't say that word in a derogatory way that's not the right reason and I think that kids are smart and they should be talked to earnestly and honestly it's not just don't say that so we don't hurt anyone's feelings and get in trouble. It's like, it's the actual reason is no, because being gay is not an insult. There's nothing wrong with that lifestyle. You know, that's the real, <laughs> that's the heart of why you shouldn't say it is because, yeah, um, because you're implying that it's something negative and then that message, you know, right. sticks with people their lifetime. And then also like, right. that's very othering for kids who have gay parents. It's like, oh, don't say this around them in case it hurts in front their of feelings. them yeah and and it made yeah. me it made me more aware of like oh are there any parent kids in our school with two gay parents than if it had just been treated normally yeah. if we had just learned right that being gay isn't wrong you know gay parents 
mm-hmm. are still families and that they're not like some weird social pariah that you have to like walk around eggshells on. It's true. And I think that you're that you're touching on the the issue as well in the sense um, that like you're almost enforcing that it's bad, mm-hmm. right? Like you're almost doubling down on the fact that it's a negativity exactly. because yeah. um, that's like saying that's like saying um, I if I lost a parent and then you said try not to talk about losing a parent in front of that person. Yeah. It's like it still happened and you're still like very mournful about it. So you're so it's like you're almost enhancing that um, kind of downturn to attitude towards it. So if you're like, oh, it's a bad thing, and but don't say it in front of this person, you're not saying no, it's not a bad thing. Um, and you and if you said it in the right way, you probably could say it in front of that person because it would be fine. Totally. Um. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Maybe like maybe kids can't be trusted to like take sensitive information like that and not exploit it on the playground. You know, I could totally see a world where you try and make a very positive or neutral statement about sexualities that gets turned into like, haha, you're gay. Right. But I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I also just I know that like at least for me as a child, like I think that I could have had that explained to me in a different way and I would have understood I don't think that I think you're right that it could maybe get exploited a little bit but I also think like where are you going to start drawing the line between when it's an okay lesson for a kid to hear and when it's not and like I mean like I have my my catholic aunt and uncle didn't tell my little cousins about me and Shekel because their literal their reason being that they totally think it's, like, so normal, and they just, like, didn't want to make a big deal out of it because, like, they have no problem with it at all. And, like, they just figured when their boys were ready, they would ask about it. And it's, like, it's like right. okay, like, I know that you, you know, live your life with cognitive dissonance in order to justify all of your beliefs, but, like, how do you not see that your reason is that, oh, no, we think it's so normal. Well, okay, you told them when my sister had a boyfriend, you told them... When my brother was, you know, like, they got to know that my brother was dating a girl who had been around for, like, two weeks, who then, you know, we've never seen again. Like, <laughs> they're allowed to, like, meet her and know that Dumb. they're dating. But then, right. like, me and, you know, my cousins who have grown up around me and, right. like, I've known them my whole lives and I'm so close with them, like, they have to just, it's not appropriate for them to know. Like, they have to just guess and right. figure it out. Like, that sends the message to them that it's not normal. Like, Right, right, right. The the idea of appropriateness is like, ooh, this is we can't learn this. It's like that. No, that's the. I think that's part of the school, the current school mentality, that needs to be shattered. Um, yeah. I would love for it to be shattered, but because you know it is like, as a scandal, and so I definitely internalized the idea of it as a secret or a scandal for my life. Mm-hmm. So, I fully support anyone who can integrate it into the classroom more fluidly. I don't know. Maybe even writing examples of like. When you're using, when you're trying to do fill in the blanks, use two women instead of a man right. and woman. Um, so, just maybe making it a little more, a little more normal. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's really <sighs> crazy when you start just like thinking back on everything. Oh, yeah. I also, as we were talking, I just had this memory pop up. Um, do you remember in high school when we had like, we did, we had like a day of coming out or like some sort of like LGBTQ awareness type of day. But everyone went to the gym 
and the whole school stood in like a big circle and then it was like step into the circle if and then there were different things like all the people of color stepped into a circle and like all this stuff and then it was like if you're gay or whatever and they had people step into the circle if they identified as something else do you remember that yeah i'm pretty sure no one stepped in though well i remember like a few it was like yeah maybe three people but what did you think of that like do you think that 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 was an appropriate exercise i actually do um i and i it could go either way but i I think that our community was so close-knit and like part of it was they did say, like, if you want to step in, you can, and if you don't, then don't. Right. Like, um, so they, they don't, they're not forcing you, and they were giving you an option. For me, at least, like, I f- felt closer to people after that. And, oh, really? Like, just could acknowledge some of the, the ways that other people carry burdens, but um, I don't know. That's just my take, but I could see that you are not feeling well, that. Well, I don't know. I honestly haven't thought about it until we were just talking, and I remembered that it happened, but... Um, mm. I don't think that even right now, I, I don't know that I would feel, I feel like that would be a really intense experience to be like in this silent gym with hundreds of people and to be one of like five people who steps into a circle and has everyone's eyes on you just to like point out your sexuality. Like that feels, that feels very like isolating and bizarre. Like I just feel like that would be an anxiety filled situation um knowing that it's like very personal and sensitive and that you can basically feel yourself being distinguished from everyone else in the room um yeah but I feel like that's probably why you wouldn't step in if you weren't if you weren't willing to do that you know but then I would feel I would feel conflicted because of course I would want to be proud and be out and be like fuck yeah right so yeah, I don't know. It was just, I, don't know. I think that that's just so bizarre. And maybe because I just remember it was like so quiet, like you could hear a pin drop and like everyone was being so respectful. No one was like, it wasn't like a negative environment. It was everyone was taking it very seriously. But that does just seem right. like, like that would totally, that would be like a traumatizing experience. Like if you were one of the only kids in your entire school who was out and like stepped into a circle like that, that just right. seems... Yeah, I don't know. I think the environment was, like, so, so meaningful. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I think of that as a symbolic of, like, the Branson connectedness. Um, but I, I see yeah. your point on that. Like, I don't know. I can't put myself back in that position and, and see what it would feel right. like. I didn't step in the circle, nor would I ever have an inclination to at the yeah. time. Well, um, and I just, I, but, at that point, and I know that that's such a fragile, that's such a fragile state mentally that period of your life and yeah and like I had the luxury of always being in the majority of never being in a minority in any way you know like I never had to yeah. uncomfortable like, yeah. like all of the kids who were people of color at our mostly all-white high school I'm sure they were acutely aware of it every fucking day you know for them it was just another way to point out a way that they're different I feel like it was more an exercise in like trying to teach all of the like wealthy white kids who you you know hetero you know if you check every box of like you know being in the majority it was a way for them yeah i guess um, it's almost at the expense of (laughs) some of those other kids if you were in the uh, room when that happened and you're listening let us know how you react to that i'm curious if anyone feels like sharing so it's actually i've thought about that moment a lot in my life i think about it like almost monthly um 
but only but for a different reason, and that is because I remember that they said, and um, our high school, though beautiful and perfect and good education, there's a lot of female-oriented um, uh, psychological struggles, I would say. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the women had hard time um, with weight and dieting mm-hmm. and um, stress and other ways of stress control. Um, and I remember that one of the things they said was step inside the circle if you feel self-conscious about your body. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about this moment because no one stepped in the circle even though like I know that everyone has at one point or Nobody like, obviously in. someone in the room no one stepped in and wow. I remember like I was I was trying to will my foot forward so that if I stepped mm-hmm. in like I know that everyone would follow me um mm-hmm. so I feel really um still guilty that I haven't I didn't yeah. step in because I think it's so much healthier to acknowledge that like everyone was struggling and, it, yeah. and instead we just perpetuated the idea that no one was having a hard totally. time Wow. Um, so I think about I think about that day all the time. Well, actually. that solidifies my opinion. Well, I guess maybe it had a lasting impression on us, which is good. But I guess jury's still out, Amy, about whether this exercise could be implemented into your school or not. But I'm sort of thinking like maybe it'd be best off for a smaller classroom situation, if any. I don't know about the whole school circle yeah. exercise. Well, we had ours was only ours was only girls, so that felt a little more comfortable than having guys mm-hmm. in the room. Um, I do think that, uh, so we did an activity in my college classroom the other day, I was TAing for, where uh, people grabbed beads, and it was like, I, uh, he presented a list of identities, so like, um, for the for the last teacher you saw, or like, all your teachers this semester add a, a bead for the color, um, like that corresponds to their race, so then... Um, that is a way of like instead of making people identify in a certain way they can look at their strand and be like wow I have a whole lot of white beads on my string um like an uncomfortable number of white beads where maybe I should be seeing more diversity Mm -hmm. so that's not sexual orientation oriented but like that's cool I like that um using visuals like that might might that's really cool you know not make anyone have to identify in a certain way um but yeah that's cool I like that yeah yeah that's okay I'll say again, that's cool. <laughs> I can write up a more detailed response about that activity and, and um, maybe post it in my <laughs> personal files. I don't know where I would post it. Are but. you going to start blogging on our on our website? I don't know. I have a lot of ideas for blogs, and then I never sit down and mm-hmm. write them. Okay, so well, I'm, listeners, raise I your don't. hand if you want Annie to yeah, start blogging raise them. because she talks about doing it, and... Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. If anyone wants to wants me to start writing like 500 words of reflection and posting it to our website, go ahead and raise your hand now. And all the hands across America shoot to the sky. <laughs> Rose as one. <laughs> uh, um, well, hmm. would you have anything fun coming up this week? <laughs> Since that was... Um, no, I don't know. I'm experiencing a lot of, like, contentedness in my life right now, so I'm feeling mm. very positive despite the things that are happening in the mm-hmm. world. Um, yeah, and then, hmm, no, I have another meeting with my independent study professor, and I'm a little nervous for that. Um, I had a very good one with him last week, but I just, you know, it's kind of hard to keep on track of where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, I don't know. I'm working, I'm starting to work with my client for the semester, um, on delivering abortion services in, in 
African countries, especially war-torn countries, and um, I just wanted to express my gratitude That's about so it. Great. Yeah, I'm excited that I get to experience this and, and work on a project that has a lot of. Meaning. I'm so glad that I actually had a, stuff like that you, is still existing, that it's still happening. Yeah. You don't need government funding. Well, I'll tell you, you the, do, the whole but. project, the whole project is like how how can we navigate the new landscape? Right. But. Um, yeah, I had another anecdote that was like in the middle of one of your ten-minute-long um, rants today, one? but I can save it for another time. No, it was about it was about being sex positive, and um, uh, this is actually worthy of more time than I can give it oh. right now. So I think that I should okay. wait. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Nice. Basically, fuck you. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. Great. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Just kidding. We can't always be on top, you know. We gotta trade off. <laughs> well, I feel like this is this was a weird. You didn't ask end. me about my week. <laughs> How was your week? Let me check my passion planner. See what I got coming up. Okay. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm going to. I signed up for um a yoga in the dark class tonight. So it's 90 Fun. minutes of yoga in the pitch black, and it's supposed to be like a really, um. Yeah, it's cool. supposed to be, like, a really great experience in terms of, like, letting go of... Sense... To being, like, yeah. really in touch with your body while letting go of right. all of your conceptions and, like, you know... Not being aware of anyone else yeah. in the room or anything like that. So, I I'm cool. looking forward to that. That's definitely, like, now I'm really getting into... That's nice. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah, excited. I know. I'm excited, too. I'm really jumping in. I'm just, like, leaning in now to, <laughs> to my Discomfort. L.A yoga gay <laughs> matcha drinking yeah, i'm just going for it um but i feel really happy with it so <laughs> just gonna yeah nice yeah. and then good meanwhile i'm wearing a little boy shirt <laughs> but go on <laughs> um yeah and then i have i'm hoping to have a new song come out this week i'm not positive if no way yeah, I ha- it's getting mastered on monday and then Whoa. It's basically like how quickly I can get, um, get it like sent to like iTunes and Spotify and digital stores because it took. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, it got held up last time, it, um, which totally fucked up my right, release your schedule. Stupid... But yeah. um, but mm-hmm. yeah, so it's gonna be out either like this week or if you're listening or next week. But yeah, I'm really excited. What's it called? Um, the song is called "You're Still My Sugar." My name is Maddie Ross. Okay. Um. Oh my god! <laughs> if they need to know, still, um, I'm so excited yeah, to listen I'm to really this. Yeah, I'm really excited too. I, I'm definitely. Is there a way I can get a sneak preview? Or um, you would have to, uh, you would have to have a really good reason, or like, you know, I run this fucking <laughs> podcast with you. Is that a good enough reason? <laughs> yeah, that that'll do. I wanted to quit two weeks ago, and you said I had to keep going. Uh, I don't think that happened. Just. <laughs> no, didn't. Um, yeah, but it'll be out. Cool. Well, you're still my sugar by Maddie Ross coming out within the next couple weeks. Yeah. Here. Oh, should we put it? Should I put it in as the outro for this episode? Uh, do you feel comfortable with that or no? no? I mean, I don't give a fuck. I don't have any rules, but I'll leave that up to you, and I will love to be okay. surprised when this episode releases. Tomorrow. Oh no, I'm not gonna have it by tomorrow. I need the master. Okay, so no, it won't be at the end of this episode. Um, okay. All maybe right. We'll, maybe the end of next week's or something. Dope. Um, okay. Well, that's that. All right. That's that. That's that. And maybe we'll do this again next yeah, week. maybe. We'll see.
All right. Um, if we if we don't Bye, all Matt. die in a nuclear explosion before then. <laughs> all right. Bye, Matt. <laughs>